Welcome to Talking Travel on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas, good to see you again. Greg Richard here with you for... What? Yeah, again. Did we do it last week? We did, did we? No, I think it was the week before oh, last week. week. Before, or maybe it? two yeah, weeks before. Mark, yeah, Mark's off this week, of course. Yes, yeah. And then, yeah, wow. Time just flies. Weeks We're are just fun. blurring into each other at the moment. They are, and Christmas is upon us. Exactly right. Now, you mentioned Christmas markets in Europe, not for this year, obviously, but for next year. Yeah, I thought start planning now because these are like must-see markets, I feel, and with the way airfares book out so far ahead for the festive season, doesn't hurt to start planning now. Exactly right. And what else you got planned for us today? Some nice luxury small ship cruising. Okay, right. I think I've mentioned that before. I have, but this more detail. More, more details. More details. <laughs> Sally, we're looking at Christmas markets. Obviously not now, though. No, too late for this year. You wouldn't be even able to get a seat on a plane at the moment. But I thought, let's think I would, ahead. I wouldn't want to be at the airport today, so. <laughs> well, I think any time now from now on, it's going to be pretty well chaotic at okay, the airports. Yep. And just to remind people while we're talking airports, please allow enough time because the airports are extremely busy at this time of the year. You know, international flights, you certainly wouldn't want to be there any less than three hours prior. Yep. And even domestic. I've been at Sydney Airport domestic when it's busy and the people have been queued out the door. That's how long yeah, okay, the queues right. have been to, to drop your bag and, and check in. So don't think, oh, yeah, they say 45 minutes. You, you won't make the gate. I think last time I took a flight, I was there half an hour before my plane left. So. You wouldn't make the gate this year either, Greg. You'd be left behind, mate. So I don't care if I get there early because you can sit and have a cuppa or do something. Yep. I'd rather be early. And it's not stressful then. Exactly right, yeah. So you don't want – it's supposed to be a holiday, yeah? Word, holiday. No stress, okay? So please get to the airports as early as you can. It doesn't matter how early you are, but you're being late, you could miss the plane. Better to be early than to be late. Absolutely. So just, just factor that in, you know, even if you means going to Sydney the night before, which I do quite often if it's a flight, anything up to lunchtime, I won't trust that freeway. Yep. There's always too many accidents on it. So I'd rather just pay for a night's accommodation and know I'm there. Yep. Like if it's a domestic flight, I stay at the Mantra because it's walking distance to the domestic terminals or if it's international ridges, which is right opposite the actual yep. entrance to the international. Peace of mind. You know, exactly, you can get yeah. up, you get, don't have to get up so early. You can just walk to the terminal. You're not worried about where do I park my car, you know, or getting the train. Mm. Oh, gosh, there's track work and I'm on a bus. Yep. And there is track work planned, apparently, from next Tuesday. Isn't that great? Just the start oh, of before yeah. Christmas. Very, very handy time to do it. <laughs> so just, just always check on your, your rail websites, too, for things like that, because you don't want to have anything go wrong in getting yourself to the airport. Right. Okay, so Christmas markets Now, we are going year. to talk about Christmas markets <laughs> next year. And look, there's a stack of them here. I mean, I've got a list of 20, but I, I won't get through 20. But I think what you've got to remember with the Christmas markets, it is one of the main celebrations in Europe for their year. Yep. They, it's, Christmas is a big thing for them. And most Europeans celebrate it on Christmas Eve. It's the big celebration. Oh, right. They, they have a, a dinner at night and exchange presents rather. Christmas Day is more about the holy day. Yep. Christmas Eve is, you know, the actual more the actual celebration, celebration if yep. you like. But like most of these towns have the most wonderful markets, like the lights, the even all the department stores. You should see the windows. Like you think we might do good window dressing. You look at the windows they present in winter. Absolutely stunning. It's cold, of course it's cold, but you dress appropriately. And, of course, they've always got local brewed beers and lovely zesty mulled wines, roasted chestnuts, all sorts of interesting food, like you'd find bratwurst if you're in Germany or goulash if you're in Hungary or tartiflette, which is a wonderful potato-baked type thing that you can get if you're in France. And you're in some of the most 
historical parts of these cities is where they hold the markets. It's, yep. all, it's always in the old centre of town with your cobblestone streets and, and there's all sorts of activities, things for kids, you know, things for everybody. So just to tell you where there are some great ones is Vienna has got some wonderful markets there. They've got more than one, actually. They've got six markets. Oh, wow, okay. In, in Vienna, in, yeah, which is just fantastic. And, and one of them they do, it's in, a, um, in, in front of a neo-Gothic-style town hall, and it's called the Dream Christmas Market, and it's considered to be the best. Um, but don't forget they've got all these wonderful wooden toys they make in these countries as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Some gorgeous stuff you can buy. And it's quality. You know, yep. it's, it's not crap markets. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's not, no, it's, it's good stuff. Um, Budapest, of course, I mean, the Hungarian experience there, they have a wonderful market there, which is, again, located in the old town outside their stunning town hall as well. Basel in Switzerland, it, it's a gorgeous town. I love Basel. It's one of the prettiest little towns you'll ever go to. And they have, again, there in their old historic marketplace there, they even have 180 festively decorated wooden huts selling everything that you could think of there. And they have, like, you could scoff down a lovely traditional um, Swiss uh, waffle, waffle. They have the Glühwein. Um, you have gingerbread, the raclette, which is that famous Swiss cheese, which is a beautiful cheese. Grilled sausages, all sorts of things. So that's another nice one. Prague in the Czech Republic. That Now, that's great too. The old centre of Prague is stunningly beautiful. Beautiful old buildings and it was unscathed, you know, through the war. They were very lucky to avoid being bombed at any yep. time. So it's a very intact as it was. Mm. So Prague is beautiful. Brussels also has one as well. Uh, Nuremberg in, uh, and Dresden in Germany also have wonderful castles. Castles, markets. They do yeah, have wonderful castles as well. But <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them are held around castles too, which is where I was heading with that one. Um, or cathedrals or, you know, it's always in front or involving a beautiful old building that's yep. where the, the markets are held. So just keep that in mind. But, you know, Salzburg, Strasbourg, uh, Madeira, which is a wonderful one as well. So in, in Portugal, Portugal. Um, they also have them in Poland. They have some wonderful there. They have an ice sculpture festival even there in the old Market Square, which you hear that in um, Japan, of course. They yep. often have a famous for their ice sculptures at this time of year. And in, in I think it's on Honshu. I'm not sure or Kyushu. But uh, anyway, they do. If you Google it, they have a wonderful festival in, involving these incredible ice sculptures that you can go to in Japan. So it doesn't even have to be Europe. It can be anywhere in the Northern Hemisphere that does celebrate. As long it's, as there's snow. Or ice. Well, it's, I yeah. think London's got plenty at the moment from mm. what I saw on the news. Yeah, tons. <laughs> Absolutely, tons, more than you could handle, I'd say. So, look, get in early. As I said, if you want to get a decent airfare, if you want uh, – your airfare's only open not quite a year ahead because we don't have – we can't have two, like, for example, 31st of December's in this yep. in your airline booking system. So they, they usually uh, – airfares are available to book about 11, 11 and a half months in advance. So you can start thinking in January. Start your planning now. Yep. But come January, don't leave it too late. You, if you do want to incorporate Christmas markets or skiing or whatever it is you want to do and have the wonderful experience of a white Christmas, please do start early. It is – because, as you know, it's our school holiday time, even though it's not theirs. Yes, yeah. The people leaving Australia, it's like a mass exodus because just about <laughs> everything shuts down, you know, except for retail and, and, and 2 nur him, of course. <laughs> so we're still here. Um, yes, to, to obviously give our listeners the pleasure of listening to us or yeah. listening to the music of, of us as well. So, yeah, but get in earlier. That's all I can say with anything these days since COVID, though. It's not just for the Christmas markets, I should say. Like, your bookings are booking out so far ahead yep. now. Like, I was looking for myself to go to the UK next year, and you know, I, I was 
desperate to try and get a, a really reasonably priced airfare, and even then it was still they were booking out that far ahead oh, to the okay, end, well, of, yeah. end of May. Yep. I was looking at so it's not too early, you know. Is it, is it, yeah. Not till about January can you book for like Christmas next year. So that that just gives you time to sit and plan. But there's so many wonderful markets in all these countries that you could incorporate and make it really special. You know, the, you can stay in castles and there's some of these castles have wonderful packages and you can do sleigh rides. You know, you, you can do all sorts of beautiful things that we don't get to experience here. It sounds like it's all from a Christmas book or something you had as a kid. Yeah. And you've just well, it's, opened it's it up very, 20 pages. Yeah, it's, it's very much like that. And I think for us... I mean, from down under, we never experienced this. So, no, yeah, yeah. We, hot, hot days. And, <laughs> and we still end up with the English roast baked dinner. But I think we're changing a bit with that now. A lot of people go to the seafood, which is sensible. But, yes, to experience that really white Christmas, to, to be rugged up and go and enjoy yep. the, the food and enjoy the spectacle of these markets yeah, yeah. and the entertainment, it's just delightful. So if it is on your bucket list, just plan it early. Very early, by the way. Yes, very, very, very early, early. yes. Now, Sally, you've mentioned Christmas in Europe, and you also mentioned before about smaller cruises. Not for, so, if you want to get away from big crowds, I guess this is probably well, more think, for you. Yeah, I, I think this is happening a lot now, Greg. I think we we have discussed before, I'm not sure whether it was with you or with Mark, how a lot of people now since COVID are looking to travel with a smaller group or a smaller size vessel. You know, because yep. of that they don't want to be in the big crowds anymore, and they're happy to, even when they're travelling not to say spend so much time in the big capital cities, but to get out into those lovely little villages and rural areas, yeah. whether it be here or Europe or anywhere. You know that you can really experience life as it's always been lived, as we say, whereas cities, it changes, it evolves yep. a lot quicker than it does in the villages or the towns. So, But these ships we're talking about specifically at the moment, and there's a lot of new vessels that have hit the market over the past 12 months. Now, one of them was Ponant, the French company, and they've got what they call a luxury hybrid electric icebreaker. It's called the Commandant Charcot, and it only has 270 passengers with 190 crew to look after you. Right. So that's pretty good. You're going yeah. to get excellent service, and you do on Ponon. It's amazing. So they're working on making all these vessels now that are travelling, particularly into, say, the Arctic and the Antarctic, more user-friendly, like they have hovering anchors and the icebreakers have got a different shaped bow that's not going to cause as – and the bow, rather, on the front, that's not going to cause as much damage. Or yep. So there's a lot of thought going into the design of these smaller ships as they're making them now, which is which is great. Trying to make them cleaner, greener, all of the above, yeah. um, less emissions, etc. And the expedition voyages, of course, um, have a strong focus on you know spotting wildlife and on on history and all that sort of stuff. So gone are the days with the you know the black tie gala. The dinners and the cocktail parties and and the poolside gossip, you know, it's uh, it's rather you pack, pack your thermals, your binoculars, and you know, and and a will to learn and explore these wonderful destinations yeah. that these small ships are getting you to now that people some twenty years ago even only would not have been able to get to. So a lot has happened in a short space of time with these vessels that we're getting. So yes, there's also the um, another one is the christening of the Scandinavian designer Polar Class 6, the Viking Octantis. Now, it has a bit bigger, 378 passengers with 256 crew. Aurora Expeditions has now got another vessel. They had the Greg Mortimer, named after our wonderful, famous climber who's done all the peaks in the world. He's just a marvellous man, and I, I know him. But they've got um, the Sylvia Earle. Now, she was an 87-year-old American marine biologist, writer and conservationist, so they've named their second vessel after her. That only takes 132 passengers with 100 crew. 
Oh, wow. So your ratio of cruise to passenger is, is amazing. It's nearly one to one. Not, it's not one to one. but <laughs> No, but it's getting close, isn't it? And also now Celebrity Cruises is more renowned for its large ships, but it's actually now just uh, released uh, a new vessel has just been finished called the Celebrity Flora. Now, it only has 100 guests and 81 crew, and their focus is on the Galapagos Archipelago. So going to those wonderful Galapagos Islands where all the animals there, whether it be, you know, manta rays, blue-footed boobies, all these unusual iguanas. Yep. They, they don't have fear of humans as such because they've never been preyed upon. So you, you get up without interfering with them, of course, but you get up <laughs> quite close, you know what I mean, to see these, these creatures. And yep. you can swim with a lot of the ones in the, and they'll swim with you, like the animals in the sea, the seals and whatever, and dolphins, because they haven't been harpooned, they haven't been hunted you know, it's been kept pristine. So it's a beautiful part of the world to go to. Also, Hertie Gruten, um, which is the company I did that lovely Norwegian coastal um, trip with a couple of years ago, they've got a new vessel too, actually called the Fritjof. And it was built um, in 2020, but then it was just put on ice, <laughs> literally, uh, because of COVID. So it's a, a battery hybrid powered ship as well. So again, cutting down on these emissions and, you know, not the diesel oil that if there's an yep. accident, that the spill would be horrible, you know. So they've got a lovely vessel now sailing as well. So you've got lots of choice now, including like Scenic Eclipse. It's just a, um, released its second ultra luxury, uh, ultra luxury yacht, which um, takes 200. 28 guests and 176 crew. So there's a lot out there that are doing these wonderful, you know, beautiful new ships. They're stunningly fitted out, but they're also eco-friendly, which I think is a wonderful thing because yep. we know how we've been destroying oceans for years with plastics and all sorts of horrible things like oil spills and whatever. So at least you now have a choice of, of cruising, you know, and small is beautiful. Exactly right. And it- I don't know if intimate's the right word, but yes, it just well, seems to yeah, be... intimate, yes, it would be the right word. And, you know, it, you, you do have this wonderful camaraderie on a smaller ship. You really do get to know your other passengers a lot more easily yep. because you're all sort of in the one lounge area, etc. It's not like you're all going to, you know, watch the concerts and the entertainment and the this. All you'll have on board of that nature will be lectures advising you of what you're about to see yeah. the next day yep. or at the end of the day what you have seen or describing that and quite often they might have a photo display or, you know, so that you, you get that real feel of immersing yourself in that whatever that destination is you're going to. And there's lots to choose from. Like we've just mentioned Arctic, Antarctic, Galapagos, but Costa Rica, around the islands, the uninhabited almost islands of Indonesia and New Guinea where normally no ship could go because they, they were too big. So these small ships can nudge in to all these yep. you know, remarkable areas and you can just immerse yourself, as I said, in the beauty of these places and in the wildlife. Excellent. That seems like a good idea. It is a good idea. idea. <laughs> According to Sally. <laughs> According to Sally, it's a great idea. <laughs> it's Talking Travel on 2 RFM. We've got our final hot deals for 2022, Sal. We certainly have, and there's a few here with a, some good offers. Club Med, that wonderful all-inclusive organisation that has incredible resorts all around the world, whether it be for sun or snow holidays, they've got an early bird sale on now where you can save up to 30% if you book on a holiday travelling between 1 May and 16 December next year, depending on which area you're choosing, but up to 30%. So that is a great saving. And also Emerald River Cruises in Europe have got great savings at the moment. Now, they finish, though, on the 31st of December. They've got no single supplements. Now, that's a big thing for solo traveller doing river cruises in Europe. Yep. And also they've got their summer sailings have got uh, savings of up to $3,000 per person, including a free drinks package as well. 
Now, Tahiti. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always, I, I always seem to include Tahiti. I don't know. It just, it just gets me in every time. Yeah. And they're such beautiful islands. Just so gorgeous. Anyhow, they have got some wonderful deals to Tahiti starting from about $2,500 up, depending on your standard of accommodation, because you can go all the way up to where Nicole Kidman and other people stay and pay $8,500 per person. Oh, right, yeah. But, yeah, it depends on your budget, of course. Yeah. <laughs> now, these deals, actually, you've got a lot of lead-in for here. These are available up until the 28th. 8th of February, so quite a good lead-in mm-hmm. time for that. And another one we've got here is APT, Luxury Travel into Western Australia. They've got some great savings of anything from $1,600 up to $7,500 on a range of their itineraries doing the Kimberley Coast and the Top End. So keep that in mind as well if you're wanting to have a saving on that. And also Pernont, we were mentioning Pernont today. They've got an extra 10% on over 300 departures of their cruises in 2023. So there are still some lovely little early bird deals out there if you're still planning your holiday for next year. So just jump in and make sure you take advantage of them while they're around. Sally Lucas, thank you very much and thank you for talking travel for 2022. Yes, and to all our listeners too, like we just wish you the happiest of Christmases. We've had a hard couple of years, of course, with, with COVID and floods and all sorts of things that our people out there have been struggling yep. with over the, over the last couple of years. And I just hope everyone can relax and enjoy this Christmas. I hope it's a better one than it has been. And we really just wish you a, an extremely safe, healthy and happy new year and obviously safe travels if you're travelling. Say, Lucas, thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.